Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. He was holding her face into the crib. You don't have the energy to drag yourself out of bed, but you play footsie with ex-boyfriend. They tell me if there is money, you spend it on cigarettes instead of food. We've never been out of food. What? You've never been out of food? You are getting ready to be visited by CPS like a SWAT team. I am not sure that I have ever seen so many irresponsible and reckless behaviors in one family in all of my life as what we are getting ready to talk about today. I am talking about physical abuse, emotional abuse, knives, BB guns, unemployment, forest fires, marijuana, underage and unprotected sex, stealing, pawning, evictions, and a high school dropout. Take a look. Ralph and Jennifer are each a mess, but combined, they are a parenting disaster. Give me that. Don't throw your gun. Karen, stop egging them on. Jennifer's home is completely chaotic. <laughs> the children have no clear rules or boundaries. When my mom tries to discipline the kids, they laugh and mock her. Thank you, All right, I'm fixing to lose my pool. My brothers are constantly using knives, BB guns, lighters, matches. All Jennifer does is drink coffee, smoke, and talk on the phone. Jennifer has completely checked out as a mother. Because my home life was so overwhelming, I was forced to drop out of school. Get away, I did it! I felt like it would be easier on my siblings if I could have a job and be able to provide for them. Ralph operates like he is at a 14 or 15 year old level. There have been many times where Ralph has put smoking pot or drinking in front of the needs of his family. My husband and myself and my dad have contributed tens of thousands of dollars, including buying at least three cars, rent, utilities, school clothes, birthday parties. Ralph has always gotten violent with all of the children. Does he scare y'all? Yeah. Yeah, when he's young. I don't understand how a mom could sit there and watch a man abuse her children, watch him get arrested, not be there for their birthdays, and her to be able to stay with him for that. I'll never understand that because to me that is the worst thing a parent can ever do. Now understand, you haven't even heard my opinion yet. You're just hearing these people talk about each other. Jennifer and Ralph's oldest daughter, Kayla, says her parents, well, she just said they're just not even parents. They just don't act like parents at all. Instead, they have a list of excuses a mile long that they use to defend themselves, explain themselves, and try to make sense out of nonsense. Take a look. Because I was too harsh in the past, I am too lenient now. The children get away with a lot more. Cameron! Our 10-year-old and our 8-year-old have both smoked pot. I didn't feel that it was the end of the world. I doubt that he even inhaled. I believe that Jennifer has a hard time disciplining the kids because of the medication and the depression that she has. 
I would find myself resting like this about 10 hours a day. And there are often times I will allow the kids to stay home from school because I just don't have the energy to fight with them. This is mommy. We were just recently subpoenaed to court because they reported my 12-year-old daughter for truancy. I believe my daughter has a hard time falling asleep at night because she worries about our finances. I have struggled to provide, but the longest, I could have been unemployed technically six months, but I always tried to do things that would bring in money. When we were pawning stuff, what was the hardest thing that you had to lose? I believe a lot of children go through a lot worse than what our children are going through. If a bad parent is someone that makes a mistake with their kids, then everybody is. Well, um, wow. You're watching your wife summarized on video here. Uh, what's your reaction? It's hard to believe that this is what our bad choices have resulted in. Did, did you need to see it on on, on video no. to, to have that awakening? I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm, sometimes it takes that. What do you think about this? Yeah, it's pretty ugly. You said something at the end of that tape piece that I isolated because I wanted you to respond to it. L sure. Let me play this last thing <clears throat> you said on that tape piece. I believe a lot of children go through a lot worse than what our children are going through. If a bad parent is someone that makes a mistake with their kids, then everybody is. No, I, I was asked when I uh, responded to that if I thought there was such a thing as a perfect parent. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, our, our, our house is a mess, but I, I can take you next door where things are a lot worse. You have eight and 10 year old children that are experimenting with, trying, smoking, doing whatever marijuana, and you say, oh, it's not that bad. I don't think they even know how to inhale. No, I, I just know that growing up, I, I, it was around me <clears throat> as a child. You have eight and 10-year-old sons, and they're smoking dope, and you're saying, eh, it's no, not that big a deal. Uh, That's what I, you said. I, I, I know that they tried it. Okay, I, I do know that. Are, are they uh, addicted to it? Are they, are they uh, constantly smoking it? No. Do, do you smoke marijuana? No, I have. Excuse me? Recently? No, do, I, do I, I just passed a drug test and Do they know that you job. smoke marijuana? They yes. know that I have in the past, yes, absolutely. And they've tried it and you say, hey, they're not even inhaling. That no. to me is, if, if you were going to list like 10 responses that a parent could have from one being good to 10 being bad, that would be number 17. That, that's <laughs> not, I mean, come on. I'm just, I'm trying to be honest with you. I'm trying yeah, to, sure, I, I'm sure. trying I, to say, I, you know, come I, on. I, 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 I understand. And, uh, but I don't know after it was done exactly what I could have done to stop it. It, it, it was done with his friends right out uh, at the picnic table with uh, a, a bunch of other kids. 
you say, I don't, I don't know what I could have done. Let me give you a couple of options. Sure. They had a few friends over, and so they were just rolling up a joint and smoking it out there, okay? Here are a couple of options. Okay, one, two, three, you friends here, you get off of my property, and don't you ever, never come back here. You don't smoke dope on my property. You two kids that are smoking dope with them, you get your skinny butts up and you get into the house because you have just violated a rule. You don't do illegal drugs on our property here. You are not allowed to do that. And I'm sorry that I've modeled that behavior for you. I was wrong and I apologize for that. And I won't set that standard for you ever, never again. So you little dope smoking fiends, you get the hell out of here. You two little dope smokers, you go in the house and I'm gonna get busy setting a better example for you. Okay, there would be one option instead of saying, that. oh well, they don't inhale. No, I, I've done that. I have chased people off the property that were doing that. Okay, and you, they tell me that if, if there is money, which is scarce, that you spend it on cigarettes instead of food. We've never been out of food. I'm okay. talking to her. What? I know. What? Yes. You've never been out of food? The cupboards have been bare, but you've provided, other people have provided. We've that never been where there's not been anything to eat. Okay, like let, me, let me ask y'all something, so just so I know what we're, what we're here for, because I'm, I'm a change agent, okay? Are we here to defend this or change it? Change it. Okay, next, we're going to talk about why Ralph thought it was a good idea to buy his son's pocket knives when they were only five or six years old. We'll be right back. I had left my daughter to try to put herself to sleep. When I walked in there, Ralph was holding her face into the crib. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. I have to find my son. 41 years ago, they placed their baby for adoption. We have felt guilt, shame. Now, you feel some sense of urgency in this search. They'll be reunited. He's here. <gasps> Plus, oh, what happened to this former model turned heroin addict? We did get her into rehab. You'll be shocked. JL, come on out. That's Monday. I think that the boys were about five and six years old when Ralph let them have their own pocket knives. In fact, Ralph had taught the boys a game where you spread your palm out and you take the knife and go in between each finger and you start moving faster. Noah had attempted that game when Ralph wasn't home and he stabbed himself in the thumb. Well, that was Jennifer talking about how dangerous and out of control her young sons have gotten with knives. I mean, listen, a lot of kids have little pocket knives at five years old, but should they be playing games where they can cut themselves with them seriously? Uh, no. In addition to getting them their own knives, she says Ralph has also uh, purchased each of their sons' BB guns. Do kids have BB guns? Sure. But have they shown the responsibility to have them? Jennifer says Ralph has a history of violence and she'll never forget what happened one day shortly after she gave birth to their second daughter. Take a look at this and we'll talk about that. 
The one time Ralph was physical with me, my second daughter was less than a year old and she would cry for three and four hours. I had left my daughter to try to put herself to sleep and he lost his cool. And he went into her room and when I walked in there, he was holding her face into the crib while her arms and legs were wailing. And she was screaming into the mattress. I charged in there. I pushed him and I think I hit him on his arm and he pushed me across the room um, and I fell into the closet doors and they broke. There was another occasion where the boys were one and a half and two and a half years old and Ralph had a handful of quarters in his hand and his way of getting the boys' attention was to hurdle the handful of quarters. He targeted my oldest son and left quarter imprints all over his body. I have told him over and over and over again that if he he ever touched the kids again, that I would divorce him. And to this day, I have yet to divorce him. And I don't know why. Has he continued to be violent at times with the children? He's made remarkable improvements over the past couple of months. What do you have to say about that? I've worked really hard at changing that. And I, uh, I believe they would all agree we've seen a lot of results. My concern is, is that because there was such a long history of violent tendencies and, and, and anger towards the kids, that uh, this, if this is a short term, and that at any given point, because your anger hasn't been dealt with necessarily, that you, that, that, that the anger will come back. Oh, I, I can understand that. And the kids are still affected by everything they that's happened up until now, yes. and they're showing that behavior. Has yes. it been violent with you? Uh, yes. How so? Um, more so than anybody else, I guess, because I was a stepchild. But um, just spanking, beating. Spanking turns into beating, and um, there were points when it didn't turn into from um, punishment to abuse. Did he throw a phone book at you a few months yeah. ago? Is he throwing a muffin tin at you? He beat me with the muffin pan, pretty much. He beat you with the muffin how do you feel about that? Angry. I mean, are you around when this is happening? Sometimes, yes, and sometimes no. Sometimes I hear about it when I get home from running errands and the do, kids Do you see the, the impact, the result? Do you see the marks, the bruises? The... Yes. And what do you do about it? Do you protect your children? Not like I, I should, no. And I have... I, you know, addressed Ralph, I've, I've told him, I've threatened him. I, I guess they were empty threats because he's still here. Has and he held your boys upside down by their feet and yes. spanked them? Yes. Have there been times you couldn't go to school? Uh, yes. Um, I've actually been asked to stay home from school when I attempted to go because of marks. So they wouldn't be seen? Yes, sir. Ralph says compared to him, the kids aren't that out of control. Let's look at this tape, and then you can, re you can comment on it. 
When I was growing up, I was extremely active. I did get in fights. I tried smoking in third grade, set a fire in my dresser. When the boys were three and four years old, Ralph did teach the boys how to light matches and start fires. Just a couple of months ago, I woke up to my youngest son yelling at me that there was a fire in the woods. I asked where my oldest son was, and my younger son said that he was too afraid to come home because he had started the fire. The fire had reached 20 feet and was about five feet wide. I feel like they're normal active kids, but because of the lack of discipline, it does get out of control. Most recently, my oldest son was offended by some insult that his younger brother had said to him, and he pinned him on the couch, and he was covering his little brother's nose and his mouth so he couldn't breathe. It was just the same picture that I saw his dad doing with our daughter that day. People have always said the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Where were you when the fire in the forest was I, I was resting. Resting. Yeah. Who was supervising the boys? They were supposed to have stayed inside the house. Um, with their older sister. Who's 12? Yes. And where were you? In my bedroom, sleeping. Well, coming up, Jennifer says she wants help with her marriage. So if that's true, why is she having an affair? Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. We've all seen the heartbreaking images. Those fortunate enough to survive this natural disaster now have to face rebuilding and healing after losing everything. You know, Oklahoma is a place that is very dear to my heart and this tragedy has affected me personally as well. I have family there whose entire house was wiped off the slab. I spent many wonderful years living there I know the wonderful people of Moore, Oklahoma, and I know they have a strong survivor spirit that will help carry them through this tragedy. As we begin to grasp the magnitude of what happened, the survivors urgently need your help. If you want to join us in our support, you can go to drphil.com and click on the link Oklahoma Tornado Relief to make a donation. And every penny given will go directly to those in need. 
My thoughts and prayers are with all the people who live in the wonderful place I am honored to have called home. Ralph suffocates me with his constant need for love and affection. For a couple of years, I would have to go into the bathroom to pray first in order to be able to have sex with him. I am really fighting, feeling very disgusted by the man who's trying to smother me. Well, Jennifer says <laughs> since her own husband discussed her, she found someone who doesn't. In fact, he's an ex-boyfriend from high school. She wanted to marry years before she met Ralph. So let's hear what she says about that. My mom has talked to me for two years about an emotional affair she's been having with an old boyfriend. I've talked to him on the phone. I know a lot of what's happened with them, and it adds another burden onto me because I'm like, wow, I can't tell my dad. This other man is everything that Ralph is not. He is the love of my life. We were talking every day for hours and several times throughout the day. It made me angry that Jennifer didn't seem to have energy for anything else in her life, but made time to be on the phone or lock herself in her room on her computer. When I first found out, I was extremely angry. I punched the computer screen, I put a crack in it. In an email, she said to her ex-boyfriend, I can't wait to give myself to you wholly. And he was the same way back. I have had this fantasy that I could escape from Ralph and maybe have the life that I always wanted with this other man. I don't feel like I have any control in stopping her from talking with guys online. She's flat out said, I don't know how to stop. I don't really want to. How do I put my foot down to stop her from doing that without hurting my kids, without destroying the family? You have this involvement with this ex-boyfriend. Yes. Because you think he smothers you, and you find that off-putting, so you've now invested in this other person. And you confide in your 16-year-old daughter about this. Well, just to clarify a little, <clears throat> pardon me, a little bit. Please. Um, I wasn't searching um, for him. Um, he, he contacted me on Facebook, and I hadn't talked to him in 18 years. And it did start off as just a, a friendly reconnection, and it was at the lowest point in our marriage. Um, and it... it oh, no, hold, hold on. That's already 30 seconds of my life I can't get back. <laughs> Does, is this going to change the end result? Are, are you involved with this guy? I am. Emotionally? Yes. You're offering this because in some way it justifies the fact that you have violated the adult-child boundary and brought her into a child into the adult issues of infidelity of this marriage and made her complicit in your betrayal of your husband. Great role modeling. And you're doing this while you, your kid's out in the forest setting a fire. Your cupboards are bare. You don't have the energy to drag yourself out of bed, but you have the energy to play footsie with ex-boyfriend here. I don't get it. I, I'm sorry. And, and you, you find him disgusting because he wants to pay attention to you, but you don't find him disgusting because he abuses your children. What, is there a compass here? Does anybody know where North is? What? Somebody say something with 
with, that makes sense. He's treated our family like crap for years, and now that he wants to step up and, you know, be better, she's already hurt, we're already hurt, and we don't want him there. Oh, I love him, but I, you know, there's too much hurt in that house and anger. Yeah, Jennifer is spending so much time having an emotional affair while her kids are living in chaos. In, in fact, her 10-year-old wrote a note a few months back that I found beyond disturbing. Listen to this and then we'll talk. I believe it was last November 2012. Our 10-year-old son wrote a note to me he had left on his bed and it said, Mom, would you please kill me in my sleep? so that I don't have to wake up in the morning. I hate my life. My 10-year-old explained that he just couldn't stand our life anymore. He couldn't stand having no money, and he cannot stand the fact his dad and I smoke. How does that make you feel when the electricity goes out? It just like, makes me feel like we need more money. Yeah, we don't have enough money to buy the things we need, and the worst part about having money is mom usually spends it on cigarettes. I feel helpless um, in trying to help him. You know, I, I just, I don't know what to say. These are really smart kids. They're, they're kids with great great potential and they're just um, they're just caught in this, yeah. this 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 quagmire but you know we're peeling an onion here and you think this is bad you you win started who else is living in the house that I have a problem with you're going to find that out next, and you're going to... You think you're shaking your head now? Stay tuned. Closed captioning provided by... When I was 15, I was getting involved with a 21-year-old man. I looked to him as an older brother, and then it turned sexual. That traumatized me really bad. When my mom found out about him, I told her I didn't really want to, but I did it because I cared for him. She wasn't upset about it. She did end up talking to him, and she blew it all off after that. She didn't feel like he was abusing me. Things just took a wrong turn. Well, that was Kayla talking about how her mom decided not to press charges against a 21-year-old man Kayla had sex with when she was only 15. Now, Kayla says she's since moved on and now has an 18-year-old boyfriend she loves. Um, and he lives with her and her family. Kayla's boyfriend lives with our family. I had set up two ground rules. Number one, Ben would have a job. And the second rule was is that they were not to sleep in the same bedroom together. They are still sleeping together every single night on a twin bed in my younger daughter's room. 
Kayla and her younger sister used to just share the room. And once Ben moved in, my younger daughter asked to move into the walk-in closet so that she could have privacy from Ben and Kayla. I absolutely hate it. I actually suggested, why don't you guys get married? And that way, I don't have to feel the way that I do when I walk in and see you guys. I do believe it's damaging to the other kids to have been in the house with him and Kayla having sex and with Ben smoking pot. You're 15. 16. And you're having sex with a 21-year-old. Yes, sir. And you know about it. Now, that's statutory rape in the state in which you live. That's right. But you don't prosecute. <clears throat> right? Right. Okay, don't get that. Okay, so that goes by. Somebody rapes your daughter. No, no prosecution. Okay, now you have an 18-year-old boyfriend. He's right here, Ben. How you doing? I'm good, sir. <clears throat> yeah. So Ben moves in and is sleeping in a twin bed with Kayla, who's now 16, and in the other twin bed is your 12-year-old daughter. So you got Ben and Kayla here and the 12-year-old in the other twin bed. She gets uncomfortable because they have sex in this bed, so she goes and sleeps in the closet. Did I run red light here? If I got that right? So you got a 12-year-old that edits this herself and goes and sleeps in the closet so her sister and her 18-year-old boyfriend can have this bed and have sex in that bed. Let me just venture a guess here. You're having unprotected sex. Yes. Shock. Are you idiots? You're having unprotected sex. You live in this chaos of, of children. You got no money, cupboards bare, people aren't working. <clears throat> And so you think you'll just have unprotected sex, and I'll bet you there's some theory by which that's okay. Give me the theory. Um, basically, he's on a medicine that um, prevents him from having kids for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, what, what would that medicine be? It's an antidepressant. Okay, so this is a medicine, the side effect of which lowers <laughs> sperm count. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you go test your sperm count? No, no, no. No, you just read that. So you said, oh, oh, no, are you kidding? I get that they're young and don't know any better. Come on. Stop having unprotected sex in the bedroom with your 12-year-old sister in the closet. We never have sex. Stop having unprotected sex anywhere. Value yourself enough to say, I am not your playground. You are not going to have a baby with me, and then you disappear, and I'm left to raise it for the next 20 years. Care enough about yourself to say, no, we are not going to have unprotected sex. And I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. Don't even know him. Haven't ever even met him. But I do know what I know. And whether he's a good guy, bad guy, or somewhere in between, care enough to protect yourself. If you don't have a father around to tell you that or a mother tuned in enough to tell you that, let me tell you that now. Care enough about yourself to say no 
to people making a playground out of your body and leaving you to pay the rent for the next 20 years. Do not do it. We'll be right back. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. What happened to this former model turned heroin addict? We did get her into rehab. You'll be shocked. JL, come on out. All new Dr. Phil. That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... I have received several tickets for things like not having car insurance, not having current registration, and because these tickets have gone unpaid, I now have six warrants out for my arrest. My sister Darcy said to me that if I ever was arrested and the kids were left home alone with Ralph, that she would call CPS. I am terrified that my Aunt Darcy will call CPS because that would take such a toll on all of us and it would be more hurtful than helpful. I've had a plan for a long time of taking my brothers and sister away from my parents, somewhere where they don't feel like they're ignored, somewhere where they feel like they always have a safe place to land. It's not just a dream, it's gonna happen because it has to happen. What do you think about what we've talked about so far? I know that from this moment forward, it, it can't be <clears throat> what it's been anymore. And I know that my kids are screaming for help, jumping up and down, lighting fire, screaming for help. You're depressed, right? Yes. One of the symptoms of depression is that there's oftentimes a, a, a slowing of the thought process. There's a slowing of behavior. You know, everything just, you're kind of lethargic, right? Yes. You, you have a, a, an energy deficit. Yeah. And I suspect that you are a hormonal wreck. I, I suspect if we looked at your hormones, that it would probably be as chaotic as your home. And Ralph, you probably feel like you've made a huge bunch of mistakes here over the last several years, and you have. And I think it's because children learn what they live. And when we go back and look at your history and what you grew up with, what you're doing now has been kind of your norm. You had it pretty rough coming along. This is not an evil man. He's just a guy that right. is living what he's learned. And how do you know to do anything other than what you've learned? At some point, you have to break that legacy. So that means you've got to learn some different things. Because what's happening to these kids is, is just crazy. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I said I don't even have the words to describe it. I, I kind of tried to write it down. You have a 12-year-old daughter. And if, if you look at everything that's going on, now these are just the things that the family has said. Ralph, unemployed, smokes marijuana, abuses alcohol, doesn't provide financially, violent, abusive, unmotivated, insecure, manipulative, rude, selfish, dishonest, uh, been arrested. All of this uh, impinges on that child. Jennifer, unemployed, irresponsible, sleeps all day, messy house, dishonest, manipulative, selfish, affair, warrants for arrest, depressed. All of that impinges on this child. 
Kayla, high school dropout, unprotected sex, sleeps with boyfriend in the same room with this child, slept with 21-year-old at 15, drives without a license. All of this modeling, all of this impinging on this 12-year-old. She hasn't got a chance. She's surrounded. So what happens? Skip school, been to truancy court, pulled knife on Kayla, hits, yells, cusses, calls everyone names, doesn't eat anything but junk food. This child doesn't have a chance if something doesn't change. You got all the same factors, but now you're talking about a 10-year-old son. Everything impinging on him, same stuff coming at him, and what's happening with him? He's experimenting with marijuana, cigarettes, spice, alcohol, physically violent, setting forest fires, skipping school, suicidal note, stole toys from school, from store, and you said, I was just too tired to take them back. Right? That's just that. I just, at the end of the day, I'm just too tired to take them back. Threatened sibling with a butcher knife. And let me tell you, there are three markers in here that are serious bad. Setting fires, bad. Experimenting with drugs, bad. Physical violence, bad. Skipping school, all of these things tell you that this kid is at high risk for coming in serious conflict with the law heading into the future. Eight-year-old wets the bed, experiments with marijuana and cigarettes. He's skipping school. He's showing anger, and he's showing tantrums. He's just a couple years behind. Same thing. They're headed for serious, serious trouble if something doesn't happen. They deserve better. I have a plan for this family when we come back. Today I'm talking to Jennifer, Ralph, and their 16-year-old daughter, Kayla, and Jennifer's sister, Darcy. It was Darcy that wrote in. It wasn't Jennifer. It wasn't Ralph. These two did not ask for help. Darcy wrote into the show begging for me to help her sister, her sister's husband, and their four children. And Darcy, um, I don't know if they thank you for this, but I thank you for doing it. I really do. You didn't have to do it. Um, and I, I don't know whether y'all are grateful to her for writing in or not. Are you? Oh. Very much so. Nobody does what y'all are doing on purpose. Uh, and, and I've said, you know, you, you talked about, you know, Ralph being angry and, and having rage and stuff. And Ralph, I've said, honestly, I, I don't think you are a bad guy. I, I really don't. I, I, don't think, I don't even think you're a mean guy. I think you've just had a brutal upbringing, and, and I think as a result, you just, you kind of do what you learn. But I think you can learn some new ways. And if I get you some help with that, will you take that? Absolutely. I mean, if I, if I got you some parenting help, if I got some help to make sure that you stayed away from drug and alcohol abuse and got you some parenting instruction to be a leader in your home with your boys, and, and got you to where you could do some constructive things w with these children, 
you would immerse yourself in that and embrace that, would you not? Absolutely. Because I want to do that with you. And, and Jennifer, I, I think that I, I don't know what's going to happen with y'all's marriage. I really don't. And I don't think either one of you know because you are both so out of balance and out of sorts right now. I don't think you even know. I, I think you're looking for escape, and who knows what you really want. I think you have some biochemical imbalance. I think you are really dealing with some depression, and as a result, you're making some really bad decisions, and I think that has to be dealt with, and I want to help you do that. And, and I'm also willing to offer you an alternative uh, to, to change some things at home. You know, two of, of your children, uh, your 12-year-old and your 10-year-old, I, I would like to offer you an alternative to give those kids a break from that home for a period of time. These kids deserve a break. We, we need to do something for them, not to them, while it gives us a chance to clean this situation up a little bit. I, I asked Kristen Hayes to come here today from the Aspen Education Group. Aspen is a network, of, it's a nationwide network of programs that they work with struggling and, and troubled children and teenagers. And they just have a mission of, of helping families. Don't you think these kids deserve a healthy environment for a period of time? Definitely. I, I, I completely agree with you. This break in this chaos that is their lives right now. And, and just as Dr. Phil said, it's, it's not a punishment. This isn't punitive. This isn't a boot camp. Um, you know, it's it's therapeutic environment with extremely caring staff members um, to to do individual and group therapy, um, and they're with peers their their same age to go through this process. Um, in addition to the the technical skills they learn, um, they would also learn things, uh, coping mechanisms and communication skills that will help them throughout their lives. This situation needs a major change, and I'm telling you. You are getting ready to be visited by CPS like a SWAT team. Let's be proactive instead of turning it over to the state. And I just, what do you think about what I'm saying? I'm willing to do anything it takes. Including getting yourself straight? Yes. You agree, Ralph? Yes. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about what it means to turn parent from noun into a verb, every family needs a hero. We'll be right back. Closed captioning provided by... Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Well, I want to thank my guests for being here today, and a special thanks to Kristen Hayes from the Aspen Education Group. Kristen, thank you. Um, for those of you that want to know more about the Aspen Education Group, uh, we'll put a link on 
drphil.com and research them yourself, make up your own mind. I, I think they're a, a great group, and the question is, are they a fit for you? You can take a look and see. Parent is not just a noun. It's a verb. I mean, it's an action-oriented thing. And every family needs a hero. And be that hero. Be the one that says, look, I'm going to rise above the chaos. I'm going to be the change agent in my family. It is never too late to get healthy and do what needs to be done. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. I want to thank my guests for being here today, and a special thanks to Kristen Hayes from the Aspen Education Group. Kristen, thank you. Um, for those of you that want to know more about the Aspen Education Group, uh, we'll put a link on drphil.com and research them yourself, make up your own mind. I, I think they're a, a great group, and the question is, are they a fit for you? You can take a look and see. Parent is not just a noun. It's a verb. I mean, it's an action-oriented thing. And every family needs a hero. And be that hero. Be the one that says, look, I'm going to rise above the chaos. I'm going to be the change agent in my family. It is never too late to get healthy and do what needs to be done. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.